Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV. Including special feature segments, vlogs such as... 5 Minutes with a G. The Straight Shooting View. Coaching with JBK. Audio on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on social media. Twitter, Instagram. We have a group and fan page on Facebook. The pitch is where we eat. The pitch is where we sleep. And the pitch is where we talk. Welcome to the Straight Shooting View. Hey everybody, what is up? My name is Straight Shooting LJ. Welcome to another episode of the Straight Shooting View. Now, I know I've vlogged about this before, more on that later. But the plans for a European Super League with at least 12 of Europe's biggest clubs already signed up is a massive shake-up and a threat to the future of football as we know it. Not just here in England, but abroad too. And for me, there's no getting away from that fact. And also, no getting away from the fact that it's an absolute disgrace. But more on that later. And you know what? I usually wear this shirt with pride. But right now, I don't feel any at all because my club's involved in this and heavily involved in that. But you know what? I want to start with Gary Neville and his views on the subject because they rubbed me the wrong way for a few reasons. I mean, to me, Gary Neville was hilarious in my view, talking about greed and it being a criminal act against English football, this European Super League, when for me, his paymasters are directly responsible for starting the Premier League and putting football behind an extortionate paywall in the first place. I mean, for me, I already lost a lot of, well, if not all respect for Gary Neville when he tried to tow the Sky Sports company line um, just to verbally bury Jurgen Klopp a few months ago, saying how this is not an exceptional or unusual season. And he deliberately tried to throw, and he really went above and beyond trying to throw international broadcasters under the bus instead of pointing the guns inwards and criticizing his own paymasters, who, as said, are largely to blame for this situation that we're in right now. I mean, as I dissected on the um, Straight Shooting View episode 35 about Gary Neville towing the Sky Sports Company line, but... For me, I'd like to remind those, actually, congratulating Gary Neville for what he said um, of why the Premier League resumed last season. Like, during the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. And it was because the broadcasters wanted their money. And remember, the Premier League had to weigh up. Do they want to lose 300 million quid or 1.5 billion pounds of broadcasting money? You know what, see my personal vlog, The Straight Shooting Rants, episode 13, the 2019-2020 Premier League season, null and void, not so simple. It's from April 29th, 2020. Um, But to me, Gary Neville recently, when it comes to issues involving Sky Sports, he's kind of become a little like Javier Tabas, who is a Real Madrid supporter, but runs, runs La Liga, and talking about PSG and financial doping. It's like, all right, what's being said is right, but you're in a glass house, so don't throw stones. And I said, the Gary Neville hypocrisy is a bit of a deviation, but it's more about his paymasters being directly responsible for this situation 
But him and people like him are shooting their mouths off, but not doing anything about it. And we suffer for it as fans. More on that later. But I understand you don't want to jeopardize your paycheck for the greater good by criticizing your paymasters directly. So that's it. To me, those who are congratulating Gary Neville for what he said about his rant, like he's some sort of hero or social justice warrior, he swerved you, in my view, kind of like Piers Morgan has been swerving this nation on, um, what's it, GMP, Good Morning Britain. But that's a different story. And I'm not going to get political, so don't worry about that. But as, as previously mentioned, I've already vlogged at length about this subject on the Straight Shooting View episode 28. Um, Selfish Premier League Proposals, a.k.a. Project Big Picture. And once again, for me, this is a disgraceful power grab all the way around from the so-called Premier League Big Six um, and the European teams as well that have signed up to it, along with the Premier League's pay-per-view cash grab that was brought in, and if you notice, very quickly scrapped around about the same time as Project Big Picture, which, again, I discussed on the Straight Shooting View episode 29, pay-per-view Premier League, again. But, um, but you know what, yeah? A friend of mine actually said to me that he doesn't care about the business side and that all the previous history will be wiped away and how can fans be loyal to a club that isn't loyal back to them? And, okay, that's a fair point, but I said back to him that the business side is actually what's caused all this. I mean, you don't get all this crap at grassroots level. Why? Because there's not billions of pounds in grassroots football. I mean, for me, saying the business side doesn't matter, doesn't change the fact that football, as I've said on numerous Pitch Talk Live shows for years, football is an unscrupulous sport. And literally every few years, these Super League rumours pop up. And at the Premier League level, the realistic thing is that no team is loyal back to their fans. The Football League is a bit different because they're closer to the fans. But in regards to the history being wiped away, some would say that that happened with the genesis of the Premier League. And ironically, my, my friend is actually a Man United fan. A lot of United and Chelsea fans have tried that on us as Liverpool supporters. Same with some Arsenal fans. Oh, you ain't won the Premier League. Your history doesn't matter. So no real change there, to be perfectly honest. Um... But it's all good, the Premier League and UEFA coming out and condemning plans, the reported plans. But like financial fair, with financial fair play, what are they actually going to do about it? And I think nothing. Because remember, UEFA are the same entity via Michel Platini, who came up with the concept of FFP. And as I've said before, under no pressure at all, they've done more damage to it than ever any other entity by giving up their biggest bargaining chip when they said they weren't looking to kick teams out of UEFA tournaments. So they've already given up that bargaining chip. And for me, the Premier League is just as bad. Letting, letting sides vote on financial fair play when it should be introduced. Just introduce it. At least in theory, because it makes clubs live within their means and spend what they earn. But apparently UEFA, um, what's it say, that every club and player participating in the um, Super League will be banned from all UEFA and FIFA competitions. And that UEFA will sue every club participating for 50 or 60 billion euros. 
But we'll see if Alexander Seferin and co actually have the balls to go through with that. Because as said on the Straight Shooting View episode 46, Breakaway Leagues and Empty FIFA Threats, FIFA made threats back in February talking about banning players from the World Cup if they played in a rumoured, at that time, Breakaway Super League. But we all know that they'll back down if headline players like Ronaldo, Neymar, Messi, Mbappe and others decide to say, well, F you. Because remember, they are where the money is made with the lucrative sponsors they draw, like Nike and Adidas. And we all know football is about money. Let's not be naive. Let's not get that twisted here. But you know, another thing I find hilarious is that fans of smaller Premier League sides, like say Everton, for instance. I know an Everton fan who's been taking swipes at clubs like Liverpool say about, um, what's it, oh, you'll never walk alone, Anthem. Like, surely knowing full well that football is such an unscrupulous sport that if their club was in the same spot, you think their club wouldn't do the same thing. So let's not, let's not take the low road to get on your high horse. If you're a prim, if you're in the Premier League, because in my view, these would have been the same kind of fans clamoring to see Liverpool sack Luis Suarez after the Patrice Ever incident, but would have been happy to have seen the, the guys sign up to their club because of how lethal a goal scorer he was. Like remember, we remember we've seen we've seen <laughs> racism, corruption, curb crawling. It, we've seen a lot. I mean, I'm not saying it's ethical. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it is what it is. And I've said for years on pitch talk shows, football clubs are businesses, extremely badly run businesses, but businesses nonetheless. And as I said, this is modern football. And like any other business, I'm not saying I agree with it, but it's about making money and as much of it as you can and as much of it as possible whilst you can. That's why these clubs are feeder clubs because they're trying to get an edge. They're trying to make more money. They've got billionaire benefactors. And again, trying to get an edge. Floating clubs on the New York Stock Exchange. Again, trying to make as much money as possible. Look at the Glazers, strip mining Man United. They take half of everything they make off the New York Stock Exchange. So for me, one of the main issues underlying all of this is the fact that so many people, including myself, support Premier League sites. But the difference with someone like, say, me, is that not enough people are actually a part of or give their time and efforts to the grassroots game. And for every 100 fans who say they'll boycott or give up their season tickets, there's a thousand more to take their place. It's like trying to unionise pro wrestling. For every person that tries it, Jesse the Body Ventura, and gets fired for trying it, it's like there's a hundred people there to take their place. And not enough people are willing to put their money where their mouths are. Not enough people are willing to make a proper stand. Not bin bags on seats as a season ticket holder or entering the ground a few minutes late. Arsenal, Bayern Munich. <laughs> entering the ground a few minutes deliberately late. Because the club's already got your money. And the bottom line is, that's what this is all about. Money. Add power and control too, but I'll come back to that later. Because you UEFA know that the Premier League is money. When it comes to being a money draw, nobody comes close to the Premier League. Just look at the TV deals. 
Look at the Premier League TV deals. The Premier League is like the Hulk Hogan slash Stone Cold Steve Austin of football when it comes to drawing money and audiences. And UEFA know that. FIFA know that too. That's why they make these idle threats and they're not going to follow through on it because they don't want to burn them bridges. And for me, that's the major difference between now and back in the 80s. Because some said, oh yeah, oh well, the Premier League, it was different back then. Well, it's the same with FIFA. As I said, they've ignored the right, the human rights abuse of migrant workers uh, building the Qatar Stadium for literally five years. Remember, we discussed it on a pitch talk show, live show, when Amnesty International first flagged it up. And FIFA ignore it because they know teams won't boycott. And sponsors already have their money sunk in, um, sunk into the World Cup. So it won't change. And this Super League talk will sadly be the same, I feel. I hope any sides involved get sanctioned uniformly and in a draconian fashion. And I include my own club in that. I've said before with the RBS foreclosure, and that almost happened back in 2010 to us, that we should have been made an example of because of that, with Gillette and Hicks, a.k.a. getting Tit. But it's one of them ones where, from doing pitch talk shows over the last decade and really peeling back the curtain, that's why I'm not surprised by this. And I not only see, but I understand the business side to an extent. Um, not completely, obviously. But not that I agree with it, but I know that football is a microcosm of society. This breakaway league, the wider society equivalent, is the privatisation of the NHS. Let's take that as an analogy. The NHS and football should be for everybody, not just a wealthy few. But this conservative or Tory government... They want the American-style system that suits the wealthy elite. Where the comparison is there, football is the same. Where a big six is looking to serve their needs only. Just like the Tories with cronyism, the good old boy networks, and to hell with everybody else. Throw in the rest of the European sides who have signed up to this, like Real Madrid, for instance. I mean, another analogy is something I've logged about recently and mentioned just a minute ago. In regards to the Qatar 2022 World Cup, and not just the corruption, but the human cost behind it. The abuse of migrant workers in the building of the Qatar 2022 stadium. That I said, that was brought up five years ago to the month, April 2016. And I said, we discussed it on Pitch Talk Live. We, dis we discussed the Amnesty International report that they come out with. But Germany and Norway come out with a, with a to with token gestures and what a few weeks ago about where was it wearing t-shirts and talking about boycotting the World Cup next year. The straight shooting view episode fifty two football protest in Qatar twenty twenty two too little too late. I go into more detail there, so I won't be redundant here. But for me, those examples are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to why I'm somewhat jaded when it comes to pro level football. I mean, I can list so many more examples, examples that we've talked about on, on Pitch Talk live shows that we've talked about recently on special features. So this European, uh, potential European Super League, unfortunately, is small cheese to me in regards to what's wrong with the game right now. I said I could come up with a laundry list of examples of what's disgusted me about the modern game. But Real Madrid chairman, coming back to that, Florentino Perez saying that football responding to the desires of more than 4 billion fans worldwide with this, that's mockage. Real Madrid, again, are in it for themselves and always have been. 
Just look at them, Barcelona, and the weight-in of the TV distribution in their favour. The TV distribution and the money. Juventus president Andrea Agnelli talking about the 12 founder clubs um, representing billions of fans and saying that we have come together at this important time. Well, by we, I guess he's talking about the 12 teams that have come together at this time and not the billions of fans because most fans seem actually outraged by this. But when you've got the biggest drawing game and the biggest drawing teams apparently signing up, what can you do as a fan? A lot of people are coming out and saying, oh, I'm going to boycott my club. They're going to boycott their clubs. But will they really? A lot of fans, to me, are all talking no balls in general. But if some fans are that pissed about what this Super League will do to the game and what their clubs have done by signing up to it, all right, cool, be pissed. But are you going to go and support your local grassroots club and financially and and just help in general that side of the game with time, money or both. Are you really going to do that? I mean, come on, let's get real here. Some people are still so snobby that they won't even watch FAWSL matches. And and those are televised. And it's actually not half bad as standard. Let alone go down and support their local community clubs. Their local grassroots clubs. <sighs> but as mentioned though, this is literally the second time this calendar year and the third to fourth time in literally the last six months that this has kind of popped up. And it's a shame that the FA can't swoop in and tell the Premier League and its clubs as well that a Super League isn't happening. But again, sadly, we know where the power lies in football, especially in this country. And sadly, it doesn't only affect the Football League. A lot of fans are only looking at the Football League and saying, oh, it's going to affect them. So no, this affects all parts of the football pyramid, especially at grassroots level. And the FA, in my view, are basically powerless as they've let the Premier League run roughshod, especially during Scudamore's reign of terror and docking of points, charges. You have to make charges stick. And points penalties won't make much of a difference because it's all good, the Premier League and UEFA condemning reported plans. But again, like with financial fair play, what are they going to do about it? I mean, I said, I, remember with UEFA, again, via Michel Platini, who came up with the concept of financial fair play, but under no pressure at all, gave up their biggest bargaining chip. They gave up their biggest bargaining chip saying they weren't going to kick teams out of UA for tournaments. So, it, I mean, it's one of them where it's just, the whole thing is it is just literally absurd. And I said a lot of fans, a lot of fans are climbing on their high horse, but they're taking the low road to it. I mean, for me, for me, it's just, it's utterly, utterly frustrating that it has been allowed to get to this point and the leagues have let clubs especially in Premier League have let clubs run roughshod with their financiers and billionaire benefactors such as Roman Abramovich and ta letting taxing Shinawatra into the, into the game remember he got indicted on corruption charges I mean it all depends on perspective because for me if you see pro football for what it is and that is a business it's a lot easier to reconcile in your mind as you just see it for what it is I mean, I said, remember, each of the 12 foundation member clubs, they stand to make about 300 euros each. 
And as a business, can you really afford to turn that lucrative a deal down? No, you can't. I mean, I said there's a long list of issues that we've discussed on Pitch Talk Live shows and videos and vlogs that have made me disgusted with pro-level football, but I still watch it. And a number of fans still watch it. And I have no guilt in watching illegal streams of it, just for the record. I mean, for me, some journalists have been funny coming out saying, oh, it's a leap of faith and almost impossible for a team to just sell themselves as a brand and expect and expect people to buy into it. But that's been happening for years already. Like, remember, some teams are listed on the New York Stock Exchange. So football and individual clubs are already commodities and the fans are already seen as customers. So... Yeah, if it was some little local yokel side, I could understand you. I could understand that point about always oh, a leap of faith, but no. Ironically, some have actually said, and I partly believe this actually, that it could be just another ploy or a scare tactic by the big clubs to make UEFA surrender more control and money to the bigger European clubs, because you got to look at it. UEFA recently, I mean, as recently as this season have been once again talking about restructuring and expanding the UEFA and so Europa and Champions Leagues, potentially which may reduce the amount of money that the top clubs will get as it's being divided by more sides. But considering the higher ups at a good few clubs and clubs themselves, i.e. Arsenal, are coming out with statements and JP Morgan being like outed as financial backers, it does make it seem a lot more legitimate this time. I mean, even the notion of a European Super League, for me, is bad for the game at all levels and bad for the fans. And on a side note, apparently Boris Johnson has come out with his whiny, irrelevant opinion. For me, Boris Johnson could do one with his opinion because, like I basically said about David Cameron back in 2011, focus on your own crap show before trying to talk smack about football. But I'm not going to get political. But one thing that's for sure is that, once again, this will drive an even bigger wedge between the haves and have-nots in football. And those of us at grassroots level will get cut even further adrift. And sadly, the selfishness at the top of the pyramid, it will be felt the most at grassroots level if all of this does go through as planned. And the big clubs and the powers that be have always been catered to. I mean, them turn, I mean, now... It's funny and it's so ironic. There's no honor among thieves. They're now turning their backs on those same powers that be that have catered to them and those powers that be that they actually deserve it. But it's sad that we as fans and those of us involved at grassroots level have to be collateral damage and that these top leagues such as the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, via Sky Sports, BT Sports, Star Sports and other broadcasters have basically created their own monsters and allowed this Super League to even be a discussion, let alone a potential thing or a potential eventuality. It's a disgrace all the way around. It doesn't matter how you look at it. It doesn't matter what club you support. It's a disgrace. But what can be done about it? Comment section is below. 
Let me know what you think about it. These Euro, this European Super League, potential European Super League and all these breakaway leagues. What can be done about it? What can be done to stop it? I personally think, similar to NHS privatisation, it's way too far along and some and most people have not realised that there's a problem until it's way past too late. If you think this European Super League stuff is new, go back to 2013 when it was rumoured. When we went over it on the Pitch Talk Live show, it ended up being a hoax and the Times ran a double page spread over it. But it's one of those one them ones. This comes up every few years. Project Big Picture. As I said, this is the second time in literally the last six months that a breakaway league has been mentioned. So it's one of them ones. This isn't even, I mean, as I said, this isn't even new, new news this calendar year. Back in February. With FIFA threatening people, threatening to ban players um, from World Cups if they take part in the European Super League. So I said this isn't even new this calendar year, let alone in the past six months. It's a disgrace all the way around. And I mean, it's one of them ones I said, I'm not surprised by it. I'm disappointed by it, angered by it, of course, but I'm not surprised by it. Because I said, over the years... You peel back the onion far enough, you realise that this is not a new thing. This has been going for a while. But hey, I have been straight shooting LJA and I said, I want to know your views. Comment section is below. Remember, oh God, facebook.com forward slash pitch talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the football and revolution we are working so hard to create. At pitch talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we are up to as well we are on youtube youtube.com forward slash pitch talk for all of our vlogs and videos vlogs including the straight shooting view coaching with jbk and also five minutes with the g and our special feature segments and much much more video material also also we are on instagram and igtv at pitch talk on instagram See what we're up to there as well. We're on Podomatic. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Deezer, Podbean. Hey, Player FM as well. Wherever you get your podcasts is where you can find us. Have a look out for the Pitch Talk podcast for audio versions of everything we do. Again, I have been Straight Shooting LJA. Thank you for your time. And it's a shame I got to end on that sad note, but these breakaway Super Leagues, these rumours ain't going away no time soon. I just hope it doesn't happen, to be perfectly frank. But hey, take it easy, people, and thank you so much for your time. Take it easy. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution on social media, dropping vlogs, videos, and podcasts on the beautiful game.